that means. Thank you, Sue. The special day is that seven years ago today, although it was May 12th was on a Saturday, I was ordained here at North Church. So seven years, it seems like just a blink of an eye. And it's been a blessing and an amazing gift. So glad to be here today. So some of you know that I come from a very large Catholic family, 13 kids. And Sunday morning at our house was always this ritual and hustle and bustle of getting everybody ready, girls in their dresses and making sure we had a head covering and the boys all dressed up. And we only had one car, so you can't fit 13 kids and mom and dad in a car. So my dad, luckily the church was fairly close, and my dad would usher us or drive us in groups back and forth to church if it was rainy or if it was too cold. Otherwise, most of the time we walked. But I remember those mornings being both hectic and my mother trying to shepherd everyone and find everything and guide us and get us to the church, and then making sure that we were quiet as we entered. And at that time, we didn't have assigned pews, but it might as well have been because everybody sat in the same place all the time. And the Feenies had the second row, and sometimes a little bit as the kids grew bigger, sometimes part of the third row on the right-hand side as you walked into church. So my mother would shepherd us in, making sure for the girls our head coverings were on straight, that our dresses were arranged. And I loved Sunday morning mass. Most of my siblings just, it was an ordeal for them to get through and they just were glad to be done with it as soon as possible. But for me, it was a sacred time. It was coming into God's house. And when I was real little, the Mass was still in Latin, so we spoke this language that was not spoken anywhere else. It was like super special. It was like language that we only used to talk to God. Of course, I didn't understand a word of it. I still wouldn't understand most of it today. But I loved it. I loved that sacred feeling and the candles and on special occasions the incense that was used. And I loved that my parents considered it important enough to shepherd us each and every Sunday and each and every holy day to go to church. I was trying to look at the lectionary readings, you know, the prescribed or set forth readings for today, and the only one that kept calling to my heart was the 23rd Psalm. So Eric gave me permission to pick some different readings. And so I picked ones that, in a sense, they pick up from last week's reading. You remember, if you were here, where Jesus says to Simon Peter, Simon Peter, do you love me? And Simon Peter says, well, yes, of course I love you. And, and Jesus says, feed my lambs. And then Jesus says a second time, 
Simon Peter, do you love me? And Jesus says, yes, I told you, I love you. And Jesus says, take care of my sheep. And then a third time, and you know, Peter's exasperated by this time, but Jesus says to him again, do you love me? And he says, Lord, of course you know I love you, and I followed you. And Jesus says, feed my sheep. That's a powerful, powerful image. And why would, why would Jesus say that? Why would those be the most profound words that he could say to Peter? So i doing a little research about, okay, so how many times in the Bible does it talk about sheep or shepherds or Jesus as sheep or God as sheep? And I was stunned. I was stunned. If you look at the Bible dictionary, sheep are mentioned more than 500 times in the Bible. More than 500 times, more than any other animal at all. The word shepherd is used 118 times, flock 189 times, and lambs 91 times. Wow, that's a lot. It's a powerful image. If you could transport yourself back in time to the ancient Hebrew days, into the time of Jesus and the disciples, you know, shepherds weren't these real lofty people, but the people who owned the sheep, they, they were up there a bit. It meant it was a sign of wealth. If you had sheep and if you had a lot of sheep and enough sheep to hire, to hire a shepherd, that meant you were doing pretty well. So sheep were important. They could use them for food, the wool for clothing, milk for drink, for food. They were powerful. But the image of God as shepherd and Jesus as shepherd have nothing to do with wealth. It has nothing to do with the owners of the sheep. It has to do with the shepherds. It has to do with the shepherds that really care for the sheep, that know the sheep, that know which sheep are theirs. In doing my research, I read that often uh, the sheep were kept in a common pen. And when it was time to take them out to pasture, the shepherds would go and they would begin calling and the sheep would recognize their voice. They didn't have, you know, tags on them like they do on their ears now. They didn't have, what do you call them? Not tattoos, but brands, brands. Yeah, they didn't have those things. But instead, the sheep knew their voice. In the Old Testament, God as shepherd is portrayed as one who cares for his sheep with the tenderness and concern of a parent. In the Old Testament, Israel is talked about as being God's flock, God's sheep. In the New Testament, and in the reading that you heard today, Jesus calls himself the Good Shepherd. He has compassion for the helpless. He seeks lost sheep. His sheep know his voice. 
He provides for and protects. He lays down his life. And in one of the lines I love the best comes from Matthew, and it says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He had compassion on them because they didn't have someone to lead them or guide them. Every day when I um, drive to and from work, I live in Lewis Center now, and I work one day a week at the Delaware Health Center, one day a week at the Marion Infusion Center, mostly people getting chemotherapy, but all kinds of treatments. But I pass by this Lutheran church. If anybody's been a little bit north uh, on Highway 23, you'll see this church. It sits just a little bit up off the road, and it is called All Shepherds Lutheran Church. And what do they have out in the lawn but four little bit odd colored, they're almost golden colored sheep. But I love the title of it. It's All Shepherds Lutheran Church. Now, I haven't been inside there. I didn't check out their website or anything, but I'm guessing that message of all shepherds is very much like we have for North Church that we say we are all ministers. We're all ministers. I don't preach here often, but every time I do preach, I know you hear me say the same thing, but here's how I look at it. Good insight, profound wisdom, truth spoken well, bears repeating. It bears repeating. And so I think about North Church, I think about all of you as shepherds, and I stand in awe of the way that you as shepherds show kindness and generosity to the members of our congregation. I stand in awe of the way you all reach out to one another in times of need and in times of joy and celebration. I stand in awe of the way that we shepherd and care for our children. How many of you know the children by name and care for them and welcome them? And I love our all-church family reunion. If you haven't gone, you need to come. It's a family experience. I stand in awe of how we welcome the preschool to North Church, even though it was a huge disruption to us. They needed a place. And we said, come here. And we made the adjustments to the kitchen, which not everybody likes. We made adjustments to classrooms. We did all kinds of things. And now on a daily basis, we watch as those children are shepherded in to a nice place, a loving place, a welcoming place, to our just north place, to learn how to get along with one another and how to live their lives and to be taken care of in tenderness and grace. I stand in awe of the way that we created sanctuary for a family, for a woman and her child that needed to be safe for a time so that their family wouldn't be torn apart. We kept a mother with her children. I stand in awe of all the things we do, the bread, Nehemiah action, produce market days, on and on. We are all shepherds. But you know what? We're also all sheep. We're 
also all sheep, and I think sometimes we can forget that. You know, when is the 23rd Psalm read the most often? At funerals. And it's, it's mostly because of those last lines that talk about, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. But oh my gosh, this, this should be something we should read every day. On days when we are exhausted from feeling that there's too much to do, that the world is so disrupted by the chaos and the violence and the anger and the death and the storms and people that are homeless. We need, I think, to read the 23rd Psalm and imagine ourselves as those sheep, finding someone to comfort us, thinking of God as Jesus, as the Spirit, comforting us, providing for us. We all need that. Mother Teresa says, even the rich are hungry for love, for being cared for, for being wanted, for just having someone to call their own. When I found that quote online right next to it was just a hand, a picture of a handwritten note that says, right now I just want someone to kiss my forehead and to tell me how lucky they are to have someone like me. I just want someone to kiss my forehead and to tell them how lucky they are to have someone like me. We don't always take time to let ourselves rest. We don't always take the time to just know that I am God, know that when God says this to know that I am God, be still and know that I am God and rest and be renewed. Find a place and find a person, find some way where you feel that you are led beside still waters. I want to read you a little passage by a book. Uh, It's called The Invitation. The woman has changed her name, but her name in the book is Uriah Mountain Dreamer. And she talks about that longing we all have just to not have to do everything, but to have a place of rest. She says, it's not, it's not the being and not even the doing that exhausts, it's the trying. Trying to be present, trying to be awake, trying to hold the whole world, trying to be better, trying to be more self-aware, more conscious. But as honorable as these desires to make a difference may be, I know that my motives are mixed. I'm just afraid that if I'm not accomplishing something, if I'm not doing something, that maybe I'll just disappear and I won't have anything to offer you, God, when we meet. But, oh, she said, I'm tired. I want to be able to live for a day, a month, maybe even a whole year, maybe even a lifetime, in some way that would not make a good story, wouldn't seem to matter. She says, there are places inside me where the soothing balm of rest has never penetrated. I long for a small respite from the reaching, a moment of sweet stillness, quiet darkness, the great silence that can penetrate and loosen the small hard knots of endless trying. I want to quit running from my own tiredness. 
I want to be willing and able to move only as fast as I am capable of moving while still remaining connected to the impulse to move from deep within. Stopping when I have lost that slender thread of desire and having the courage and faith to wait in stillness until I find it again. I want to end this morning by reading and inviting you maybe just to take a deep breath and close your eyes and relax and feel that you are hearing the 23rd Psalm in a way that allows you to feel shepherded, cared for, loved, protected. And this is one of my favorite versions. It's from um, Bobby McFerrin's song, where he uses the feminine version of the shepherd. And I'm going to kind of mix the feminine and masculine together. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all I need. She makes me lie down in green meadows beside the still waters. She will lead. He restores my soul. He rights my wrongs. He leads me in a path of good things, and he fills my heart with songs. Even though I walk through a dark and a dreary land, there's nothing that can shake me. She has said she won't forsake me. I'm in her hand. She sets a table before me in the presence of my foes. She anoints my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely, surely goodness and kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will live in her house forever, forever and ever. Glory be to our mother and daughter. Glory be to our father and son, and glory to the Holy of Holies, as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end. Amen.